0: Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhayes.
1: I'm James J. Miles.
0: And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And I have been resurrected.
2: (laughs) There's been a blood moon between the two episodes. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm back. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Uh, Jess, what did we do last week? Yeah, last week we were chatting about Lurelund Village. Yeah. And Jay, what are we getting up to
1: this time? Well, this time our overall goal will be to check out what's going on at Eventide Island this time round. It was a, a highlight for most people in Breath of the Wild, so what what they got up their sleeves this time round? Um, but I suppose, before we make our journey over there... Um, just at kind of the east side of the Lurland village, we'll probably have our eyes caught to start us off this week by a tear.
0: Mm. All right, Zelda. We are alone as you requested. What was it you wanted to discuss with me in private? <laughs> you are far too trusting. Oh my. I'm surprised to hear you say such a thing. That is quite out of character for the Zelda, I know. But then you are a puppet of Ganondorf. Did you really think we hadn't realized your deceit?
2: Tier number seven Sonia caught by treachery.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, uh, treachery the plot is beginning to develop.
2: So. If you hadn't figured it out already, this is the bit that actually tells you that there's two Zeldas. Yes. Like Ganondorf is doing like a fake puppet Zelda this whole time.
1: Yes, yes indeed. Um, So they, we see um, Sonya kind of outside the palace and, uh, and Zelda is wanting to speak to Sonya alone, so they go to a little balcony and our back's turned... And um, Zelda, air quotes, says, oh, Sonya, you're so trusting. And uh, throws a big a big old sword at her.
2: But then the real Zelda catches it with her time powers. And they're like, ha ha ha, we knew you were a fake Zelda from Ganon. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then they immediately let her throw a second knife and actually kill her. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think that's what happens. No, that's not what happens. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think you've misremembered this. <laughs> that yeah, was <laughs> <think the, laughs>
0: in next. I, re- sure. I
2: remember thinking it was kind of stupid. It
1: is, yeah, it is a little stupid. Um, to mm. how the actual killer manages this, but basically Zelda, she unpauses the dagger and it goes back to where it originally came from. Mm. And... Um, the fake Zelda kind of vanishes in a puff of smoke and laughing and then they're kind of looking around going, huh, what? What What's happened? And then Sonya gets like like stabbed or punched or killed essentially from behind by Ganondorf who somehow managed to sneak up behind her. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Come on! Fucking cats! A- cats attacking me <laughs> for some reason. Little shit. Your,
1: your cat <laughs> snuck up yeah. on, like, like Ganondorf yeah. snuck up on Sonya. Um, and yeah, um, she drops, she drops down dead. Ganondorf plucks her sacred stone from her, and Zelda try to shake Sonya, going, "Wake up." And Ganondorf's just sitting there having a good old chuckle. And I think this is because where... Mommy,
0: you can't be asleep.
1: <laughs> but she is. She's, she's more than asleep. She's dead. I um, think this is where the... I remember this face doing the rounds on, on Twitter for a while with uh, Ganondorf just like big old psychotic um. psychotic grin, like laugh on his... On his face, mm-hmm. it looks it looks demented. Um, it's a a good it's just a, a good a good moment in the film story. Obviously, not for what actually happens to Sonia and to Zelda, but it's an interesting development, I think.
2: Well, yeah, in terms of the like the past stories we've been getting, it's basically all just been build up and tea Mm -hmm. parties and chit-chat until this point, and this is when it actually kicks off.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: Shit's getting real. There's a few scuffles Mm -hmm. beforehand, like, obviously, like, Ganondorf testing the powers of...
2: The, um, the complaint, one of the main complaints people have about the story is just that... So the information here, right, that there's, oh, there's two Zeldas, there's the fake Zelda. Mm Mm-hmm. Link can learn it multiple times. But it's somehow always news. So you can learn it here from seeing this cutscene. You can learn it by doing the pen quests. You learn it eventually when she shows up in the modern times. But it doesn't matter which whether you've learned it already. They always act like it's a surprise when they learn it again.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think a, a um, it like, I think a part of it is like... I think a part of it is like they're kind of... Fourth wall breaking almost, like Nintendo, like, with the story, they're letting the player know. But not necessarily. Obviously, yeah. Link should know, because he's, he's there. He's, like, on the ad- all the adventure of those pen quests. like. So I get what you're saying, but I think part of it is, like, I'm trying to, like, break the fourth wall and give player, but the, give the player hints.
2: the reason for me it does work is I just. Mike, the character of Link in my head, is he would just know this world shaking information and not bother to tell anyone. <laughs> that kind of fills in character yeah. for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. He, he, yeah. Is, he has
2: got a lot of just like himbo energy. Yeah. And he exactly. is like a hundred years old and just used to knowing things other people don't know.
1: It's like the It way probably like...
2: wouldn't occur to him to tell. immediately go and tell. um Pura that he has this important information.
1: It's the way Goku would react to a situation like this. Yeah. <laughs> he would just be like, oh wow, Ganondorf's really strong can't wait to fight him
2: him. (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
1: but uh, yeah it also um, kind of explains a little bit about why um, uh, Browery was ultimately quite wistful when you met him in the Great Sky Island because he had to go through the war with his his wife and his one true love getting murdered and a really tragic horrific way mm-hmm. by getting by getting the, the tables turned to them after they thought they turned the tables on Ganondorf yeah uh, you can't get one over on the demon king that easily no. but yeah that, um, that face and laugh is a brilliant scene it's it's really like uncanny almost the laugh <laughs> and it reminded me a lot of um, uh, this is going to be only make sense to people of a very particular age. Oh well, having said that, it has come back with the fucking skibbity toilet shit that was on YouTube a while ago, um, like the the like the Gary's mod like source videos that used to be around in like the, the mid early two thousands and are now making mm. a resurgence again, where yeah, they would just yeah, like yeah. take the take the character models and just like stretch them and make like really weird horrific faces. It just felt like. Whoever was making this cutscene just like took Ganondorf's character model and just made it like. Really awesome I've, I've seen some
2: horrendous faces from um, Shrek that are kind of, he contorts in that way
1: <laughs> I feel like it's unhinged his jaw almost Yeah Oh
2: well, there's um, one of my favourite Simpsons memes with the dud Do you know that one? A dud? No, I don't know so there's that scene where um they're playing a card game with Milhouse. I think it's the episode where his parents get divorced. Oh. And it's like a, a card game about finding the best boyfriend. And then there's the card for the dud, and it looks just like Milhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but Homer like shows him and then does this like really slow weird smile oh yes I have so seen the that meme, there's the meme where they edit that smile into just every scene from the Simpsons
1: oh yeah that smile is weird yeah I know what you're on about now so, yeah he's
2: almost doing the the dud smile and yeah good don't, stuff
1: don't think Zelda found it so funny though.
2: no
1: Or Sonya, for that matter of fact.
2: Maybe she did. We'll never know. Maybe she's in the afterlife like, you got me. (laughs) Oh, Ganondorf, you can't. Classic Ganondorf. He's so crazy. (laughs) That's more like um, a Peach and Bowser energy, I think. That point. It's like, oh, you kidnapped me again. What are you like? But now we can uh, head back to our time, and it's time to head to Eventide Island. Mm. This was the moment in Breath of the Wild that everyone was like. They would just say Even Island, but then you couldn't say what happened. It was like, "Have you done Even Island yet?" No. Oh, you got to do it. But it was, yeah, everyone was like so secretive about it. Like everyone just knew this was a really special moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, For players and, uh, who didn't
2: play Breath of the Wild, which they might be out there.
1: They, they, um, they may be. Oh, yeah, but
2: Even Tide Island was the section of the game where. Because um, you would generally come to it fairly late, so you were like pretty well-equipped and stuff. But when you get to Eventide Island, it's like a, just a little island covered in monsters that you have to clear. But you're stripped of all of your gear and have to build it back up from scratch. So you're sneaking around, putting together food, stealing weapons from monsters, killing them to get slightly better weapons. Um, and what made it feel so magical is it basically gave you the feeling of playing Breath of the Wild again in microcosm. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. You've got that it's all kind of building up to that moment where you take down the, the Hinox like the main yeah. boss of the island, right? Um and the whole sort of I think this year is the year of Metal Gear, it's on site procurement. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. From software in the bin, Metal Gear, invoke. Um and like building up that that arsenal like you said, and maybe arsenal I go up to top to the top of the hill and yeah it was a magical island in that game (laughs) so yeah yeah and i think
2: we mentioned this briefly last week but throughout tears of the kingdom there's a lot of little things which feel like they're they're trying to give you a a little taste of that eventide island feeling like the the various um shrines which make you start with no gear the, which we use, like we literally keep cooling even tide shrines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That> we do? <see>. Because <laughs> that's
0: what they are.
2: So yeah, they they knew what they were doing here.
1: Um, but yeah, this time it's 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 still a fairly involved quest when you get here, hmm. but it's totally different. They they haven't used the same trick twice, which I am. I'm glad yeah, if
2: I'd got to Eventide Island and it was just Eventide Island again I would have been a little disappointed.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was I, I I think what made this quite still quite a cool moment even if the quest that's that is on there is by all means a fairly normal quest for this game, by at this point um I'll I'll be a cool one. I do think having knowledge of what Eventide Island was in Breath of the Wild made the, the journey to Eventide Island this time round feel quite special. Because as you were sailing across there um, on whatever contraption you built to get to the island, there was that kind of growing, you know, that growing excitement, that growing anxiousness about, oh, what's it going to be? What are they going to mm. do? Like, always expecting you to, like, as soon as you touch, uh, touch down on the island and almost expecting to have a pop-up going ah you've arrived we've stripped you of all your weapons or something like that but uh, yep. this time no such message so i fun.
2: don't remember does anyone at Luralin tell you to come here
1: no i don't think so
2: because it kind of is the coda to doing all the other pirate missions right
1: yeah, this is almost like a finale mm. in a yeah. lot of ways. Like, I yeah. think
2: I think the the pirate ship only spawns if you've done every other pirate ship mission.
1: I don't think that's
2: true. Maybe as uh, you have to do every other all the other bases on this island, maybe. It's definitely yeah,
0: that, connected. That is to, true. It's connected to obviously why and Village was attacked by pirates because obviously their, yeah. their hideout is on Eventide Island, which is what the quest is on this island is about.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think having done Luralin and the other pirate quests, I think enhances this one a lot more. Not that mm-hmm. you can't do this as a standalone quest if you haven't done Luralin, it just doesn't make a lot of sense that you're clearing out the source of the pirates without kind of beating them back first.
0: It kind of it kind of works in reverse, because like if you went to the hideout first, took out the hideout, you're almost kind of scattering the pirates, and they're all...
1: Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, they appear, yeah, the appear in
1: like, yeah. different regions, like so it kind of works both ways, I think. It's a bit of this game, isn't it? You can yeah. make your own headcanon for it and make your own stories. Uh, but the story here is there is an NPC called Sesame, um, who's actually part of the Monster Control crew, he says. Um, and he's, he's feeling a bit... Um, <laughs> about sorts, he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm here to check out Even Island, but there's a lot of monsters here, and I don't really think I can do much about it. Um, I was here to kind of scout it out, but yeah, I can't do it. I can't finish my scouting mission. There's the three monster strongholds on this island. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna stay on the beach. I'm not gonna do anything. You can deal with them though if you want. Go on, and uh." that's your first quests. you've got, um, there's one that's kind of like in the kind of base level of the island, like in the kind of the jungly bit, shall we say. Um, there's one kind of to the south west of the island, like kind of the built up a little kind of hilly fortress, you kind of go up a ramp, and I remember rolling a boulder down, and there's one at the top of the island, which is like a fortified, more mountainous base. Hmm to tackle
2: one Um, thing um that caught me out the three different bases have their own health bars yes um whereas in lurelin it's one big health bar for all the pirates Mm -hmm. so i'd done almost everything in one of the bases couldn't find the last enemy and then started fighting the second base oh it's what what and i yeah i had to just go back and finish off that one (sighs) at the other base to finish it Whereas I thought it was just like an overall health bar for the island.
0: Some of the enemies ends. are like hiding out on towers and stuff like that as well, aren't they? And like, it's easy yeah, to lock them off a like, ledge yeah. and then like, loose where they, where they land.
2: Yeah, if they I don't die so in life. the fall, then yeah. you got to remember to go get them.
1: I think the volume of enemies on this island means that maybe they wanted to have separate encounters. And I suppose they wanted to have three different encounters this time around, because... If I remember rightly, the lower kind of jungly one is more. I remember having to climb a couple of towers that are like situated next to each other, like you were saying, Jess. Yeah. And always have kind of little arrow like, like archer showdowns with the ones on the other
0: tower. Pretty sure, like on these little towers, oh, there's yeah, like kind of fun. It's not like unless I had zone eye devices like on me. Like, was there? Wasn't there like gliders like dotted about?
1: I think that's further up. Is that further the up? top of the island.
0: I think I went to the top of the island indeed, first, I think, but... and I think I glided over to like each kind of hideout to fight. So I was using my little kind of glider and just done it in a wee kind of fancy way.
1: <laughs> Makes sense indeed. Um, And then the one in the to the southwest is probably closer to like, I'm pretty sure there's a monster control mission that is very much like a Version of this where you've got to like attack an enemy fort. This is closer to that. Like there's a gate that opens and a big kind of spiky ball rolls down it, and it's enemies inside the fort that you've got to take out. So they've actually fortified, fortified the natural position, the lay of the land.
2: And that was something um, they showed in like trailers for this game was monsters rolling a spiky ball down at you, and you get to rewind it back up. And it is cool how they've built these bases into the existing Eventide Island. Like, I know that's a trick that all of Tears of the Kingdom does, is taking Breath of the Wild's map and building new interesting encounters on top of it. But maybe because Eventide Island is so clear in everyone's memory, seeing the little changes here does feel really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Must have been a daunting task for whoever, whoever took up the mantle of this one and
2: just this whole last game, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean the whole game itself. Everyone talked about touch. that. Like, how do we iterate on? I think what I told
2: was... you right like, back when we started this podcast. Um, me and my girlfriend visited Tokyo the week before this came out. Not Tokyo, sorry, Kyoto. And we were in Kyoto, and I was like looking, you know, towards where I knew the <laughs> Nintendo building was. Saying so to her, like, "Wow, you know, Zelda comes out next week. Imagine how they must feel." And she just really didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I remember you mentioned that yeah, yeah.
2: but like man that must you I can imagine the nerves the week before that game came out knowing the act they were following must have been a, a pretty intense feeling
1: mm-hmm. and despite what we talked about it.
2: last week I think they did a pretty bloody good job yeah. all things considered yeah, it. I don't think anyone's out there saying well some people are but it's just people who are bad at the controls are out there saying um, that this game is really bad. Some people have their opinion of which one is better out of this in Breath of the Wild. But I don't think anyone's saying they did a bad job considering the task they had.
1: But yeah, kind of a microcosm of that is even Tide Island because that was such a beloved mm-hmm. and and very, very different part of the game in Breath of the Wild. Like, definitely felt... As experimental and wild and wonderful as Breath of the Wild was, this was even more experimental in some ways. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, let's take away the, whole, the the players' entire arsenal. Let's leave them. It's Breath of the Wild's like big you know, biggest like
0: kind of non main quest like set piece. Just like the way yeah. Lureland Village yeah, is, yeah, the tiers, is the big set piece of Tears is the big set piece of Tears of the Kingdoms, Lureland Village. So it kinda makes sense they don't go Oh, let's build in, like another big, massive kinda major kind of set piece on even tide island again like they just kind of
2: yeah i think it does feel kind of like an epilogue yeah to what's going on yeah they simplify it a
0: little bit stuff on
1: though so yeah once you clear out all three of the uh the the monster groups here um eventually the, around the back of the island there'll be a cave that'll open up a little like pirate's grotto um that's only this this cave will only open up once you clear out the three um monster camps so that's what we we're saying earlier about it won't spawn until you've progressed far enough in this quest and uh, inside kind of docked inside this cave is a big old pirate ship with loads of enemies on there and some enemies dotted around like the the kind of uh lay of the land on kind of walkways and gangways next to the the docks essentially and uh as a fourth and final for this island little monster control section where you've got to clear out the i suppose in this instance for this podcast the last remnants of the pirates
2: i think it calls it like the pirates hideout or something
1: right yeah it's just even yeah. tied Island cave.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, like, the main quest was called, like, the Seek and the Pirate Hideout. That's probably what you're okay, you are. Know. Okay, there you go.
2: But yes, I do. I remember this one had one of the um, boss bokoblins. So I did yes. the old classic, hit him with a muddle bud. Yeah. Hit him on side, take out the other. Get others. the charge.
0: <laughs> it's always the best when, when you see him, like, do the charge attack to all the little bokoblins mm-hmm. and they go flying.
1: Especially here, because they would get knocked off the boat and go down into the water and... You
2: just die yeah. instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're a lizard for
1: I think I went up to, like, the crow's nest um, of the pirate ship and just kind of peppered them with muddled arrows and arrows in general, and yeah, it was very satisfying to do. You
0: made your own little mini pirate ship coliseum. <laughs> In a awesome
1: way, yeah, fight! <laughs> Let them fight. But yeah, um, this is the the last part of this uh, quest, and the reward isn't too shabby. Actually, you get a a blue a blue Lionel horn from um, from Sesame. So attach that to.
2: I tried. Well. Uh, there was also a um. There's a shrine at the back of the cave right I think you're right so uh, yeah which obviously you'll mm-hmm. need it to come back here but I think it's it's also it's a blessing because it's a reward for doing all the monsters
1: Merarian shrine here we go but yeah
2: and yeah that's that one wrapped up and that's basically this whole little corner of the map wrapped up although we have now unlocked a fun little mini game. And we that's have it. got an island above us,
1: and stuff below us as well. Oh
2: actually. yeah, yeah, there is some depth stuff. You're right. Yeah, because there's a there's a new chasm Might here on that full oh, lone island.
1: Yeah, that's, that's it. it. So they need to, because there's a shrine here, and every shrine has a corresponding light route, and because water in the uh, the depths is impassable rock, they have to have a de- uh, uh, a chasm here to actually handle this. So, yeah
2: and down here we have the Lone Island Coliseum.
1: yeah I think this might have been the first Coliseum I did. It
2: feels like it's supposed to be
1: because hmm. it's Bacoblins right It's
2: just yeah various yeah. colors of Becoblins.
0: I think I did do this fairly early in my playthrough so um, remember get having using the reward that you eventually get. Like, it was my main helmet for a long time. The uh, Midness helmet, right? The Midness helmet. Yeah. That's the one.
2: Which is fun to see again.
1: The fused shadow.
2: And that is. Yeah, pretty much all this down here. One light route and a Colosseum. Because it is just a little. the shape of the island surrounded by rocks. So.
1: There is a little um, one of those like return to surface ascend points. Oh yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And I think, conveniently, for what we're about to talk about, it takes you to the tippity-top of the island um, when you pop out back of the surface. And uh, once you've cleared out the whole island, there'll be somebody at the tippity-top of the island for you to enjoy a little mini game.
2: The Birdman!
1: The Birdman, not starring Michael Keaton. <laughs>
2: or that so, um, basketball player. Ranley's Birdman. Flight research.
1: Or Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah, he was also the Birdman. <laughs> yeah. He was the Birdman.
2: There's been a lot of Birdman, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. And... Harvey Birdman, Tony at Law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any more? Well, I'm sure I'll think of more as we go. Good.
1: Um so this is a actually a callback to um a quest in breath of the wild. Yeah. Um So well, in Breath I don't of the Wild he was on
2: this island in Breath of the Wild though, was it?
1: No, it was on top of a um a Chica tower. Ah, okay, yeah. Um and uh for this one you have to you just paraglide. In Breath of the Wild you just paraglide away from the tower as far as you possibly can. Um, and I think to actually um, to actually manage it successfully I don't know if you need Revali's Gale or not, but it probably really helped, as you would expect to get that mm-hmm. big updraft and progress in Breath of the Wild. But this ain't Breath of the Wild, this is Tears of the Kingdom so what do you do in Tears of the Kingdom, Luke?
2: You build a device. Hell
1: yeah you do. Uh, what did you and... build for this
2: one?
1: Uh, I think I built a glider. Um, I think, I'd... in fact, I don't think you build a device. It's more like I you
2: think... build.
0: a... of oh, you, you guys have not done this many games, so.
1: Oh, okay. So, if I remember rightly, this one, you just get launched down a big ramp on a Zoni wing with nothing attached to it, oh, and you have right. to use like Yeah, you don't build a device. Weight.
2: You use like right at the start of the game when you rode the. The Zone oh, that's wing. It's standard leaders, yeah.
1: You just use Link's body weight and you've got to steer the Zonai wing and it's not yeah. about distance, it's like you've got to hit like a bullseye, which is like uh, in the middle of the water.
0: So it really is Pilotwings, um, <laughs> except in Zelda.
1: Yeah, like yeah it really target. is. <laughs> yeah, we had the, um, the, the wave race reference last week there from Luke when we were talking about the Luralin mini game, and now we've got pilot Pilotwings. What dead N64 era franchise are we going to bring up next?
2: <laughs> Pilot Wings, the game that Andy gave me a quiz on when he was meant to be doing quizzes tailored for me because I had ridden an aeroplane that week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can see he's not on topic.
2: It was clearly the one that he wrote after I'd arrived at his
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what gave you that impression.
2: Yeah, another fun little minigame. Yeah. And every, when we were having our conversations about minigames, we all forgot about this one.
1: I guess because it squirreled away in the actual fun well, yeah, I, think the-
2: I I say forget. I think I hadn't done it yet when we had that conversation. Hmm. And tell the jets.
0: Yeah, had... it's a, for some me like if I ever feel like putting Tears of the Kingdom like back on. Like I've got Side Quest, but this is like probably the first thing I go to. Nice.
2: Um, but then somewhere where you might want to build a device is to make your way up to the island hovering above eventide island which we briefly talked about that we could see it from the uh, sky archipelago last week Mm -hmm. where we have a monster which we have talked about briefly before the king Gliok.
1: have we mentioned
2: it before we we deliberately didn't mention it but we said Mm oh Oh, there might be a third one, Luke, Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 because
0: you had yeah, thought yeah, it, like, so we were being like, yeah, trying not to spoil yeah, you. Yeah.
1: This is all the
2: way back when we were first talking
1: about Gleox, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I, I think, know, we, we, think we we mentioned that a couple of times over four
0: episodes, to be honest, because like, I think we've spoken about Gleox quite a bit on this podcast. Yeah. Uh,
1: nasty buggers these guys. Definitely yeah. the like, V games' hardest enemy in my eyes. Um,
2: yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, think every, I think I think there's no one who's going to disagree with you on that one.
1: <laughs> I mean, I do you people mean people specifically
2: might. the king or just Gliox generally?
1: I mean Gliox in general, uh, but I think the King Gliok yeah. yeah, I mean obviously in particular, like especially when it does the I'm charging up my big attack moment that the other Gleox do because you've got to deal with you know maybe trying to re- recall one of the ice blocks but or going off an updraft but at the same point there's lightning bolts that are coming down like if i didn't really up my lightning resistance for these fights even more so than the lightning gliox themselves um i was in for a bad time just because the king Gleox i do think hit harder as well that may just be Confirmation bias for me, or something along those mm. lines, but mm. it definitely felt like these guys were a bit nasty, or just from a pure damage yeah. perspective. I think it's just it's just in the. I think it may just
0: be the the fact that you're juggling multiple elements. I like think it's yeah. You can be pretty set, like once you know if you're fighting like a fire Gligor, you know what to bring to counter it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of armor, king, yeah, yeah, like like, but you can't like with a King Gligor, like it's basically you can of Got to kind of pick one and hope you get like, the attack that you want. Pick
2: a god and pray. Well, you dodge the other ones. So yeah, I think, because Jay was saying he picks lightning, and I'd say that makes the most sense because it's the hardest mm-hmm. one to dodge.
1: Yeah. It's also, I think, to be honest, the most punishing because if you get zapped, you might mm-hmm. drop your weapons and things, which you know, you're going to want to have for mm-hmm. taking this guy down.
2: Yeah, that's fair to say.
1: Um yeah, it's uh I c I don't know if this was the first one I fought in terms of the King because the there are only mm. three in the game, I want to say. There's there's one there's this one obviously. There's another one which is way above the Gerudo Desert. Um Are there four I think it might be there's Yeah, there's one a one there. that's kind of in the heap region. And there's one in the depths, so I think there's four. Yeah. And I think it might have been the one in the depths that I fought first.
2: I think I've seen one in the depths, but I didn't actually fight it yet.
1: Uh, I've kind of spoken about that region. Do you want to leave it for a depths wrap-up, or just talk about it now?
2: I mean, it's it's the same monster, right? So...
1: Yeah. Um. So directly below the um, Tyflo Ruins, I want to say, which we haven't spoken about yet actually, that'll be for a future episode. Um, which is to the north of the Great Hyrule Forest. Um, the depths area is the Gleok Den. Right, and...
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because that's mm-hmm. what we talked about when we first talked about the King Gliok. I think.
1: It might very well be, yeah. And the... Uh... Yeah, actually, this can't be the first one I thought, because this one's a Malus and induced one as well. A gloom and juice one, rather. Oh, damn. And, uh, um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I think mine was in... This like, is probably, I, th-
0: I think I thought the one in Grudo Desert, my like first. Might be the King same ones. for me,
1: to be honest, Jess. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that gloom just Gleok, King Gliok rather. Probably the game's... Well, no, actually, the game's combat pinnacle challenge is definitely the um, the floating coliseum we spoke about fairly recently with the...
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, but the because um, talking about, you're saying about other Glioks are the hardest enemy a lot of people, at Breath of the Wild everyone would have said the Linos mm. but the Linos they just test your ability to do the game's main combat, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: the Glioks you're having to deal with, you know they fly up in the air, they're doing all these breath attacks like they're very is... in to fight. Whereas There is like one side. If you're good at Breath of the Wild's combat, you could just boss a Lido.
1: I think the Gliox test actually now I think about it, now you've put it like that, I think the Gleox test your preparedness as to having the supplies and... for fusing yeah, yeah, yeah. To arrows specifically. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. if you've got loads of um like fire key size and you're shooting yeah. them at the ice gleox that will shred through them. Yeah. You don't have to aim because they're homing in because their eyes, they're fire infused. Um, yeah. That's what I was just about to so mention the, the fact that, that side, like I was
0: going me. to say, I was going to give like one little glee tip but like if you're, if people kind of struggle with it is you have like obviously the keys eyeballs like you mentioned but like have like a triple shot arrow, triple shot bow.
1: hmm
0: Tends to like kind of that pair like, mm. with the key eyes like kind of gets you to stun the Gliox, like fairly
1: quickly. I think because the Lynels drop the triple shot bows um fairly commonly. Mm-hmm. I think that's why even more so the Gliox feel like the next stage up, like you're gonna fight Lynos to prepare for fighting a Gliock.
2: <laughs> that that's your monster hunter brain talking.
0: That <laughs> is my <laughs> <a> monster hunter <laughs> <I kill, laughs> to kill the next monster. <laughs> it absolutely
1: is my monster hunter brain talking. Yeah.
0: Say, though, when you first I go into anyone, that
2: anyone who Glioc has successfully the killed a Gliok is gonna, as a fan of the fight, and mm-hmm. everyone was so intimidated when they first saw, whether it was the one on the bridge or, um, the one up in the oh, Panther, which we me. talked about first.
0: I'm not going to talk about Metal Gear, but it's so like when you cute. see a Hydra for the first time in Dark Souls. Oh yeah, no! no.
1: <laughs> thing thing you like to see the Dark Souls? <laughs> You're like, the nope, thing with the Hydra no it
2: looked really threatening and then it actually wasn't that tough of a fight, yeah, right? is that.
0: Yeah, that's classic Dark Souls though, right? The scarier yeah. an enemy looks like the weaker Yeah, yeah it and is. the one
2: that just looks like a dude is the one that you're going to spend 60 hours fighting.
1: What you meant to say there, Jass, is it's like the first time you saw Sahalanthropus, <laughs> the weapon to surpass Metal Gear for the first time. Sahalanthropus,
2: <laughs> was that the weapon? To... No. Arsenal Gear is the one to surpass Metal Gear. Sahalanthropus predates sure... Metal Gear.
1: I'm pretty sure Sahelanthropus, um, I think Skullface talks about it as it's a like, weapon.
0: It's, this sounds like something you need to settle on a, an episode of Game Game Show. <laughs> the Metal Gear quiz. We'll Metal... Anytime <laughs> we
2: do a game, a uh, Metal Gear question, Andy answers Sahelanthropus anyway because it's the one thing he can
1: Yeah, it's, it's Sahelanthropus. I've just looked it up.
2: There we go. <laughs> right, well, I'm pretty sure there's multiple things that they've called the weapon to surpass Metal Gear. They love saying
1: that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. I'm sure our Zelda podcast listeners are absolutely loving this
2: Metal Gear chat.
1: <laughs>
2: Gamers be gaming. I'm sure it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um, Speaking about where we spoke about our first Gleok on this podcast... Hmm. Um, It's an area that we're probably not going to revisit again anytime soon, and we did omit something fairly notable in the Tabanfa Snowfield, which we should probably come back to now.
2: Is this the, uh, the tier? I
1: think it is. Hmm.
2: Finally, it is mine! For obvious reasons we left to later because yeah uh, it's a pretty end game tier yep
1: yeah, i think it was probably one of the first ones i found
2: <laughs> I, remember, I think i found it before but i don't know if i went and did it but it's it kind of despite coming right after the previous one which is very spoily it doesn't really spoil anything because you know we know what Ganondorf's deal is <laughs> and this is just the yeah. one of him going super saiyan
1: yeah i mean well so going through this this one is the birth of the demon king mm. um so in this one here um zelda's over sonya's body so it does kind of spoil the previous oh yeah that's there. true
2: that's that is true yeah
1: it does spoil that there and Ganon's holding the secret stone and it suddenly starts glowing with purple energy and um, yep Ganon has his Dragon Ball Z aura around him he starts roaring and he goes uh, Super Saiyan Demon King and uh, yeah I am very glad I was a little bit you know I was kind of half joking that this was I saw this really early and it's you know, spoilery quote unquote, but I am really glad this was the first time I saw, you know, full power Ganon, like rather than just getting a little glimpse of him that you see in the um, post Temple cutscenes, mm. like, he, like the whole visual of him with that kind of fiery blood red hair and mm. the horns and you know, it's such an impressive like menacing visual. Um, I mean, it definitely. It, I think purposefully it is kind of emulating them um, demise, right, from yeah. Skyward Sword, um, which is Ganondorf's, I suppose, true ancestral identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, going back into some deep Zelda lore cuts there. Uh, but I think from a design standpoint, got to be the coolest Ganondorf's ever looked, right?
2: Um. yes but maybe I really like Wind Waker Ganondorf because mm, it's a yeah. more effortless cool this is a very try hard cool it, yeah, I when, mean of when course ones, like, was, <laughs> really <and> <laughs> thinks this is the coolest one
1: <laughs> I, get, I get what you mean about right? Waker well, that's, I think Wind Waker is more aging Mafia Dawn yeah, menace
2: that's cooler to me
1: <laughs> i think it's, it's cool in a different way yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. but cool is pretty specific. give
1: me some give me some glowing hair and particle effects and auras and yeah i'm all about it <laughs> 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 what's your take Are you a fan of this design or too busy
0: yeah uh, yeah really i really like it i can see what Luke's saying about like i like the simplicity of like the wind waker ganondorf like he's like a samurai which is pretty, mm. pretty damn cool. But yeah, I like I love this one as well. Like, you can't beat the big, long, flowing, like red mane. That's it. Different vibe.
2: And what I like um, about this Ganondorf is actually like seeing him go through his three different stages, right? Because we see him as just like a, a shriveled old mummy. We see him as just a, a big buff dude, and now we see him as you know this like godlike form that he takes on.
1: Yeah. And, uh yeah, you kind of get to see the extent of his powers. He kind of, like, he's kind of, like, sitting there, like, looking at his hands, kind of, like, flexing his muscles. And then he kind of, like, points up at the sky. And the sky, the, the, the moon, he creates the, the first ever blood moon. And monsters, like, the energy starts firing out from the moon. And when it hits the ground, like, monsters start spawning. And, um... All the all the ancient helians are Yeah, like some pretty uh, big
0: probably... like some like pretty big monsters as well. He's talking about like the a bunch of Linos and pretty sure you see a Gleehawk at one point.
1: Yeah, and there's like just a really imposing, like proper proper final boss energy image of like Ganon with his like hand in the sky, kind of sitting smiling, looking up at the blood moon. Um, you know, that's that's some iconic imagery there, like that's... Yeah. For this game, to me, that's like up there with like... like I think the final boss image for me will always and forever be Sephiroth kind of back turned, walking through the fire. Like that still... can't be topped. This game close though. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh,
0: Sonia, You are too late, Raru.
1: You took for granted the godlike power you had in your hands. Do you now see the potential you squandered?
0: As for her, she is merely the first victim of your
2: arrogance. You tried to control Miraru, and you will
0: die knowing that you failed. Can
1: <laughs> Prince Sonya needs you. I think there's still a little bit more to this memory though where uh, after all the monsters are summoned and Ganondorf's sitting there looking triumphant I think um, Rauru then appears um, to save the day well it's not save the day but he appears and he sees Sonya's body and immediately that third eye pops open, like he's he is pissed as you'd expect. His wife has just been just been killed. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of um they have their anime showdown where Galendorf fires a big red bullet at him and um Rauru makes a shield um and it's starting to crumble and crack. And then Zelda gets out the uh, the Puripad and they teleport away to safety. And uh, leaving Ganondorf there, kind of a little bit bemused, but ultimately very triumphant in, in his ascension.
2: I, yeah, now that you say it, I do really remember that moment. Because it was so weird seeing... Obviously we have the Puripad in game, but it feels like such a gameplay conceit. Mm-hmm. And then seeing it just being used in a cutscene like that was like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess it, it, it yeah, it does exist in universe. <laughs> you can just do that.
1: <laughs> they do it with um, the Sheikah Slate in Age of Calamity. Like, I, I remember them, they had to, like, one of the missions you have to, like, secure a Skyview tower to, like, amplify the power of the Sheikah Slate mm. to teleport, like, the army into Hyrule Town, kind of circumventing yeah. Hyrule Field. <laughs> That's pretty good. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so they, they have used it in, I suppose before this game came out. But yeah it's a real uh, thing.
2: It's, it's... non canon mate, non canon.
1: Yeah, for you maybe. <laughs> <laughs> for you. But yeah, um and I think ultimately this did the job as it probably should have done of just getting me incredibly hyped to have a showdown with that Ganon.
2: Well, and that's that's very cool, especially if you see it super early in the game, and then you're yeah. spending the whole game waiting to face. Yeah, because you
0: the game. know everything you're doing is kind of leading up to like that big, like Obviously, you know that anyway, but like you're gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, but I think it, in in any really game, nicely. I like
2: I like being very aware of the end boss pretty early on.
1: Mm. Yeah, yes. it's like going back to Sephiroth. Like you mm-hmm. see Sephiroth, you kind of get little hints of him early on, and then you've got that whole kind of cutscene of like him. We're mentioned him. in all the games, man. <laughs> now
0: we like, we need a bigger swear jar for multiple games. <laughs>
1: We've <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy only comes up only come up one so far, but if you, if I open that door, I will never close it. So yeah. I should probably shouldn't go any further with that. Um, but yeah, like he <laughs> burns Cloud's in town, and then you know that oh well, yeah, I'm gonna have a showdown with that guy at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this moment with Ganondorf and tears of the kingdom accomplishes much the same. And, uh, it's like
0: we see King Boo escape from the, the painting in Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. chomping oh, yeah. at the bit yeah, to I'm, have a showdown with King Boo.
1: I'm gonna suck that guy up in my Hoover.
2: <laughs> <laughs> have we come to a natural conclusion? <laughs>
1: I think we have. I don't
2: think there's
0: anywhere to go. Now now that we've ended on the best end game boss of all time, (laughs) King Boo.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that weird Bowser robot he possesses. Um, (laughs) There'll be no weird (laughs) Bowser (laughs) robots next week, but we will be continuing on June.
2: We'll probably talk about Mario Sunshine, so... We'll probably
0: talk (laughs) about (laughs)
1: Mario
0: Fair enough. And maybe another
1: Nintendo what game as well. That? You'll have to wait and find out. As uh, next week we begin, uh, we resume, rather I should say, the main quest and begin our journey to see what's going on in the Zora region, up to Lanayru.
2: I do want to just briefly say that I spent Okay, no, it's fine. So getting up to the King Gliok, there are some falling meteorites you can recall mm. but okay. They won't get you all the way up. Just I was kind gonna of say, if they little... could have got me all the way up, I would be very annoyed that I spent so long building like an elaborate <laughs> two sleds, four balloons, two rockets contraption to get me up there. <laughs>
1: Just gives you a little boost, right? And then you could probably hover bike. You maybe
2: build something. a device. Yeah, if you could be able to build a simple thing
1: like a hover bike, then that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so yes, until then, Luke, um, take
2: us away. Yeah, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please do rate and review, like and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening. If you've got some friends who are playing through the game, let them know about us. It's a nice way to uh, play along with the pod. And if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online. Head on over to patreon.com podcastiopodcastius From there, you can find links to all the other shows... That we create and uh, even if you don't feel like sending us any money to help support us and keep us online it's worth checking out just to find those links
1: and in the face of the birth of the demon king just now more than ever <laughs> we are in dire need of some sage advice
0: yeah your life can't really fall apart if it was never together in the first place <laughs>
1: X, that's, that's, it's it's like <laughs> I feel worse now. <laughs> Maybe you should have stayed on the there. All the way is up, right? You
0: know. You're down at the bottom. That's what D-Reeb said.
1: i take that back. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time.
0: Cheerio. Bye.